Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Inspired Choices Network. You are listening to Financially Speaking. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble. And every Monday night we get together and we take care of a confusion or we dissect a financial question or problem or just something that people are interested in. And we break it down into plain language because like I always tell people, you most definitely can understand your stuff. You don't need to understand everybody else's stuff. You just have to understand your own. And I know it gets uh, out there, especially right now, there's a lot of confusion with, uh, with COVID happening, quite frankly, with the programs that are out there. I know here in Canada, where we're stationed, um, there's a lot of different changes, <laughs> feels daily, actually. And in some cases in my, um, my real life as an advisor and a bookkeeper, the, keeping up with the programs is a weekly thing. Um, but what I always like to tell people on the show is you just need to understand your stuff. So what affects you is what matters. What doesn't affect you is just for interest sake. So what we do is, is I get most of the topics actually for the show from individuals who have either asked me or when I see them or from clients that I have or <clears throat> through various guests that we've had on the show. Um, so if there's anything out there that uh, you would like to understand more about, or you would like some confusion or demystification of, uh, let me know. Either join us in the chat room or email us or contact the Inspired Choices Network, and uh, we will definitely tackle that for you. And while you're on our, our network site, please have a look and check out the other shows because it's not just about finances. And, and I, I mean, I always believe that finances connect in every way in your life because, you know, frankly, they do, but they connect to everything. It's, you can't just look at finances by themselves. You have to also look at your financial situation in terms of your mental situation, your physical situation, um, how, what your lifestyle is. So the whole purpose of our network is to give you a holistic approach to life and to help you in the areas where you need the help. So if you need help with your business, um, then there's hosts on our show that you can uh, chat with, you can join live, you can message them. Uh, they're all, all extremely um, flexible and uh, willing to contact you and email you back. They're, they're wonderful people and they're very happy to share and help other people make their lives better. And if you need help with your children, your pets, if you find yourself looking at the network and saying, geez, this is pretty cool, but why don't they have a certain topic or an expert on a certain topic that you think we should have? That, then you need to talk to Christine McIver. She is our uh, owner and the host of the Inspired Choices Network show. And she would be happy to talk to you about uh, maybe setting up as a host or having a conversation with you about how you could go about doing that. And believe me, if she can take a numbers person like me, who's always behind the scenes and get me to do a show, she can definitely guide and coach you through it too. So feel free to reach out to her anytime and uh, start that conversation. So because the, the truth is, if we all share the gifts that we have, then we'll help each other to be better people and by that make our communities better and our country stronger. And I just think the ripple effect is far stronger than not sharing your gifts. So if you have a, a 
expertise out there, please feel free to uh, share it with the rest of us. That would be very, very helpful for a lot of people. Um, now, like most shows, uh, I take a different topic and we break it down or I, I share more about it or explain it better. And uh, on some occasions, we have guests that we bring in. Um, I will say that the last the last few weeks, I've highlighted small business and we've talked to various small business owners because, uh, I, I mean, I personally, for those of you that know me, you know that I have a very uh, soft spot for family and small business. But for those of you who don't know me, I have um, a very strong passion for the small business because a lot of times the small business, and, and, and I'll give you my bias too, I have a lot of anger for the way and that they get portrayed and treated in the press because it, we, I, I personally think we get used by every politician to get elected as a platform to say, oh, we're going to help small business. And even through COVID, there's a lot of we're going to help small business. And yet small businesses, the ones that are suffering, that are going out of business, that are losing their shirts, and they are the ones that are struggling the most. But yet collectively, we make up more of GDP and employ more people in Canada than any individual business that's a large business or a large sector. So I find that the irony there, but I also find it frustrating because I've talked to a lot of small businesses and the owners, there's a lot of pain out there. Um, and I, and, and I have, and we have a guest tonight. We're going to talk about some of the, uh, the pain in physical sense and, uh, and in a philosophical sense, but uh, part of that pain comes from the fact that what you hear in the news and what you think is happening in terms of, oh, the, gov the government's giving all this grant or um, loans to small businesses isn't happening that way because they're not telling you about the requirements and they don't tell you how they change the rules and they don't tell you how the next round that comes out is a different qualification than the first one that came out. And some of those programs I, I personally have helped people get. And, and it's, it's very hard for me to tell a small business who I know uh, could use that money. Sorry, you don't qualify because you didn't have two employees or you didn't have your corporate bank account set up before March the 1st or because you haven't been incorporated for two years or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's, it's very frustrating and it's very heartbreaking because I know these people are they're all in, like their whole life is in here. It's their only livelihood. It's their 24 hours, seven day a week that they think about. And the difference between small business owners and large corporations is it's not some faceless business. It is an actual person who is there, who's working all the time, who loses sleep over it and who struggles every day and night to make it work. So um, that's why I've been highlighting them the last, the last uh, well, four or five weeks now, actually. And uh, we'll continue to highlight some of the small business owners to share some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly, because I like to share all the, the pieces of it so people can see it. Um, and tonight is no different. Tonight we have another small business owner and Karen Cook is with us tonight. She's the owner of KC Training Plus. She has had many, many, many years of experience uh, in public and healthcare, nursing, post-secondary education, municipal government, the legal field and automotive and service industry. She has taken all the pieces that I've been talking about and has experienced them over many, many years personally and has experienced it with them. And she's been able to pull it all together to help a lot of small businesses um, just stay in business, uh, and which is honestly scary because that seems to be the main focus, stay in business rather than move forward and grow. 
but uh, we'll talk to her tonight about that. She possesses a Master of Education, a Bachelor of Arts degree in psycho Psychology and Sociology. She has the Small Business Management Certificate. She's a Red Cross instructor and youth child youth uh, certifications. She's got diplomas, all kinds of diplomas, uh, as a registered practical nurse, an operating room technician, and as a paralegal. And she has had many years of experience offering Ministry of Labor compliance training, which is our uh, Ontario ministry um, regulator. And she offers occupational health and safety work board setups for businesses, as well as first aid and CPR training certification. Uh, it is the law that businesses must be compliant with the Ministry of Labor, Occupational Health and Safety, and WSIB, which is our Workplace Safety Insurance Board. Um, they are required by law to be compliant in these departments to ensure safety in the workplace. And they can, if they're not, they uh, they they have the potential of, of seeing very heavy fines due to non-compliance. And since COVID, um, there are new compliance regulations for businesses. It's not enough to deal with all the COVID stuff, but there's all these new regulations that they have to be aware of and compliant with because there are real dollar signs that we're gonna to talk to Karen about and it's staggering what the fines are. So Karen, uh, welcome to the Inspire Choices Network. Super excited. Hi, thank you. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having so, me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we want I want to have you a little bit later after we've had a few businesses to hear some of their their scary stories. Um, because you can now give us uh, not just the medical, but also the legal part of the compliance. But start with just a little bit about yourself, how you how you got to be your own uh, business owner and how you got set up from the journey that you've taken yourself. Sure. It goes back a little bit. Uh, starting in high school, I started taking Red Cross uh, First Aid and CPR certification. And I remember the first time I took it, so what are you, about 14? And it was those long kind of realistic Annie dolls. And if anybody out there remembers it, they stunk, they were dirty. I think her blue jumpsuit maybe started white the hair smelled, and there was no such thing as disinfecting, sterilization, having your own things, which I think a few people just got to chills down their spine listening or watching. But I remember thinking there has to be a better way. This is so dirty, or maybe I was ahead of my time, but I thought this should have been washed. And, you know, you take it every three years. And the Red Cross has come leaps and bounds forward since then with the training and the specializations and making sure that we're safe and everything's sterilized and everybody has their own equipment and of course going into nursing still taking the CPR first aid because we well we had to and I didn't mind doing it I liked it but I remember thinking one day I think I'm a better instructor than I am a student and I think I'd like to teach this because I think there's a way to teach it that's more exciting, that involves the people. You just don't have to read to them. I involve everybody. I make it special towards their uh, area of expertise. So if they happen to be in healthcare, of course we focus on that. All of our examples come from there. And it kind of went from there. And then after the first day in CPR training, getting into business myself with a little encouragement from my sister here, for those of you that don't know, this is my sister. Uh, so I started again in my own business. And of course, researching everything, you find that the Ministry of Labor has a lot of guidelines that you must comply with, no matter what size your business is with. And I started getting into that thinking, well, I better do that for me. And it took a long time to figure out what they wanted me to do, because it isn't just a let's jump online and find it. Good luck finding it. 
So it's a lot of hours of research and it's keeping up on that. So I eventually started offering it to the public as one of my specialties. So that's kind of how I got into the Ministry of Labor training. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you, you just hit something really important that the programs that people hear about in, in Canada and the United States, because frankly, I've looked them up on both sides. It is not easy to navigate through the government websites. And I know they, they report that they try and make it more user-friendly and, and so on and so forth, but it is not easy. You can't just click on and get, first of all, you can't get it all in one spot. But the second thing is you can't just click on it and get the answer to your question. It, it's like you go from one link to another, to another. And next thing you know, you're in something, if you're not following the right links, you're in like, you're shopping on Amazon or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's so just that alone, I find uh, a lot of businesses are overwhelmed with. Um, and, and frankly, that's a vulnerability for them that they have to be careful because they can get taken advantage of. And I want to talk to you tonight about sharing some progression from things that people need to be really aware of that could get them in trouble. And, and specifically, I know it will get you in trouble in Ontario. But in general, the, the laws are different between provinces. I know they're different between states, but the concept is very much the same. So it might be used by a different name under a different department name, but the concept is very, very much the same. So we want to talk to people. We want to let people know tonight what they really need to be aware of and what they really need to understand to watch for. And we also want to let them know um, the good things, because there are some absolutely positive effects from having these programs done right, uh, not just, uh, you know, being compliant and not getting a fine, but there's some other good benefits to it. Um, and then just share with us a, a few, I know you've, you've dealt with a few examples of, uh, we've well, dealt with some like hands-on, but some examples of fines that people have been uh, been dealt with and how much they are and, and what that looks like. So when the ministry comes in, um, we have we have our first break of the night that's just come up. So I've loaded up Karen's brain so that when she comes back, she's going to dump a whole bunch of information on us and help us to make sure that we are safe, our staff is safe, and our families are safe, and we're compliant and legal. So we're going to take our first break of the night, and when we come back, we'll check, we'll let Karen uh, educate us on what we need to do with our small business. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And our special guest tonight is Karen Cook, who is uh, indeed my sister. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? 
Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspirechoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we are here tonight talking about healthcare and ministry of labor and compliance and how it affects us and connects to our business. And also with COVID, what has changed in these regulations? Because we have some changes. And our expert tonight, who has her own business, Casey Training Plus, is Karen Cook. And Karen, before we went to break, I was just bombarding you with things that we want to know. <laughs> so uh, maybe just start with um, what is it that people really need to understand about the Ministry of Labor and Compliance and Occupational Health and Safety? Okay, well, there's a loaded question. So the Ministry of Labor of Ontario is our governing body. As Kathy had mentioned, each, each province and territory has their own in, in Canada, and it's dependent on what's important in that area of the world. However, as Kathy had mentioned, the similarities are still there, and the, the underlining more important training will still be the same. So the Ministry of Labor actually sent out 3,000 of their officers starting in January to small businesses in Ontario. In St. Thomas alone, I know of four that have already been visited. And I know of a few that have been visited that I set up that were compliant. And the last company that I'm aware of that had this done to them, the Ministry of Labor rep walked in, asked where the Occupational Health and Safety Board was, went over, saw the board, it was up to date, saw the policies that were compliant with the Ministry of Labor, they were also posted and everybody was well on their training for the Ministry of Labor and First Aid. So the Ministry of Labor is your friend. I know some people's ears might have hurt for me saying that, but it is true. The Ministry of Labor is your friend. They are there to help you, to guide you, to make sure that you get your business compliant. It actually doesn't cost a lot of money to do this. What the cost is, is if you don't do it. So being Ministry of Labor compliant, if you go on the Ministry of Labor website, it will take you maybe some hours, days, weeks, months, years to figure all of this out. And then you can call and you can wait online for a few 45 minutes. And within two hours, you might have gotten what you wanted. Or, you know, that's something that I have gone through myself. I have put together and I offer to businesses. I have the whole package. So there are certain Ministry of Labor courses, policies, training and compliance that is necessary for every business. The biggest question I get from people are, do I need to be compliant? It's just me and my business. If you are the only person running your business, you are the only person that works in, you're the only employer, you aren't working with a partner, you own it 100%, you have no employees, 
you don't necessarily have to have the training. You should have certain compliances, especially first aid and CPR, but you're not required to follow the Ministry of Labor training rules if you're all by yourself. If you have one person who works with you as a partner, as an employee, you need to be compliant. And it doesn't matter what field you're in. It's every single field across the world. And I know I used to get a lot of it from the automotive field. Do I need that? And they seem to be my bread and butter right now, I guess, because they're the ones that have been open through all of this COVID. And they are essential. We need to get around to where I'm not sure yet, but since we're all in lockdown again, but this is a really good time to get the compliance. So uh, the Ministry of Labor is a good source and probably a better source for that because I've got it already for you. I have the checklist. But in addition to that, now you must have your Occupational Health and Safety Board that has to have your policies, your training and all the mandatory postings. And of course, we all have heard of COVID. So there's COVID training and policies and plans and procedures, and it can get very scary. And depending on how big your business is will depend on what you need for training. But it's a very large uh, amount of information right now, not as cost effective as you have it. But if you don't have it and the Ministry of Labor comes down and you didn't know, you thought you had it, you thought it was done, you weren't aware of it, you didn't hear of that, you didn't read it, they'll give you most likely 30 days and they'll be back. And I don't know, wouldn't be good at that point. They can shut you down if they choose to upon the first inspection, which isn't normally done. Uh, however, um, they can shut you down the second time. And it is usually up to them when they want to come back. It usually is within 30 days. But, and I know you're thinking we're closed down anyway. I don't know how we're surviving, but we certainly don't want to be forced to close for 30 days for something that could have been done fairly quick and easy. So uh, there is a lot of information out there. And not knowing it won't get us too far because if they come back and you didn't know and you still, and you know, I'm going to get the training, it's going to be done tomorrow and they come back again and it's not done, they shut you down, fines alone would put you into bankruptcy. I, don't, I know me as a small business could never survive the fines. I mean, a thousand dollar fine could be deadly, but that's not really the fines that businesses will get. They can find the owner $100,000 for the first offense. And that can go up to any amount and they can find the business $500,000 for the first offense. Wow. Is, is that, it is a lot of money. Um, is, and when you say first offense, um, that if they have, if they come back for a return trip and look at you, is are you looking at an automatic fine or is it likely that you're going to get a, a fine if it's your second offense? Fines necessarily not necessarily are automatic, but they they kind of balance on that side a little more. Um, just as an example, I know of a business. It is um, it was a was I say because if you're not Ministry of Labor compliant, you may be a was. So they were in business, they were a meat business, so they cut meat and did all things like that. And I don't know if you're anybody familiar with the big meat grinders that the grocery stores use, they put the meat on and it slices it. Well, this is what this company did. And the Ministry of Labor came down and they had taken off the guard. So the guard is what protects you from cutting your hand. So they took the guard off. The owners took the guard off because it was convenient for them not to have it on. One of the employees was using it. And you, as you can imagine, something else was found in the food. 
So she lost the tip of her finger. So out to the hospital she goes. Of course, it's a workplace. It wor- is, they'll ask you, is this a workplace injury? And you have to tell them. So she hey. says, yes, they do out the paperwork. Because if it's a workplace injury and your workplace adheres to the WSIB rules, you would be available to get WSIB while you're off work because nobody goes to work not to work and to come home injured or dead. So uh, this person, of course, was off for a while. The Ministry of Labor visited the place. They were told to put the guard back on. They were told to do training. They came back 30 days. This person's back to work doing the same job. Guess what? Nothing's changed. Ministry of Labor shut them down. They were at that point recommended to me. They chose not to do it. I reached out to them. We reached out to each other. They decided not to do it because, you know, one, two, three hundred dollars wasn't worth it. So the Ministry of Labor came back and they were using the machine again. The guard wasn't on. And long story short, they're no longer in business. Wow. And they still fined. They were fined a hundred thousand dollars. They went up, wow. they went into business, they filed bankruptcy. Wow. And it's hundred dollars would have saved that, yeah. Yeah, it's scary because, uh, you know, we're we're talking for me, like when I talk about the financial side or the business side, but there's also the side that you worked so many years with was the human side where, Mm -hmm. you know, people like you can get physically hurt, but uh, your business also gets hurt like that, too, which is really scary. Um, So when you go into a ministry of labor or sorry, we go into a business and you're looking for ministry of labor stuff. Um, what are some things that you talk to people about? Like what, what, I know every place is different because everyone has a different level of compliance that they're at or, you know, different level of administration where they have people that can actually do it. But when they call you to come in, is it usually because they need this in advance or because they've had a ministry labor call and they need you to come in and, and help them? Where do you start? Like, what do you do? I've had both calls. And I've also had the call of, I, I saw an ad and I wasn't sure if this was me. So uh, if this was my business, but yes, um, I, I've had people call because the ministry of labor had, had been there and there's, they didn't know about this or they didn't know about that. Uh, one company called, they had some, some visit, a visit from the, one of the inspectors and they weren't aware that their business, because it was um, automotive, that they had to be compliant with the ministry of labor. So I went out there with my checklist that our Ministry of Labor compliant, and I went through everything. I went on site, I visited, I went through what they needed to have, and it's a free inspection. It only takes about 10 or 15 minutes. So I go out there, we talk about what their field is, what their Ministry of Labor compliance is, what their occupational health and safety is, what courses and training they need minimally to be compliant with the Ministry of Labor. And of course, first aid and CPR is where it all started for me. And that is a must have. If you have a business and that business is open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you must have a first aid and CPR certified person on the whole time your business is open. So if it were me and I went home sick and somebody were here and they weren't trained, I'm still responsible. So I would have to be sick and be at work. So it's best really to have everybody trained in your workplace because you never know. And if you're going out on a job, so repair people, which has become the norm today, everybody's going out and getting things sent to you and your your deliveries and things like that. But if you're going into people's homes or you're going out and working in a yard, you need to have these compliance training. You need to have that first aid and CPR because what do you do when there's two of you out there and no one knows what to do? So that's a big thing too. And now, of course, they've added the COVID. 
But when I go in, I try and find out what kind of training and, and certifications they have, what they've put in place. And then I let the businesses know what the compliance is for the Ministry of Labor. And then we can set down a day to do the workshop. We go through all the Ministry of Labor minimal compliances so that when they come down, you're good. And then we book a day for the first aid and CPR. If you're in healthcare, you have the healthcare first aid CPR. And if you're in any other industry, you can choose the emergency or standard. They are both Ministry of Labor compliant. And then we work on that. We make sure everybody gets up to date. And as new employees come in, we train them as well. And the the thing that I think is important too is if you this isn't something that necessarily every business has to look at as a burden because there is um, a lot of really good individual value for the training for you to be for me personally to be first aid and CPR. It's not just about me being certified because the law tells me I have to be. It's also really good because if you have small kids or nieces and nephews or grandchildren or, or dogs or cats, whatever, grandparents, um, parents, grandparents yeah. uh, whatever, uh, it translates really well into your personal life as a, as a bonus too. So the, I like, and I know you deal with people that way too, but um, it's not just a, don't look at this like a burden. I like think to let people know this is a, good thing because not only are you making your people better and stronger and more confident, but they're also going to keep their families that way too. So, um, you know, businesses can look at it in, in that reason. Yeah. You're being pushed a little bit by the legal people to do it, but, uh, it's also a good thing that you're, you're learning how to do this. Right. Yes. And I look at, I look at all of this training and first aid and CPR as a life-saving skill. It isn't yeah. a workplace thing. And I want to know anyway, because I want to make sure everybody I work with is safe. Coming from healthcare, that's what I do. I take care of people. I make sure they're safe. I mean, I make sure everything's done right. I make sure that I know how to help people if it, if it came down to that. So it, it, it is workplace mandatory. It is, which is a good thing, because don't you want to keep everybody safe? If something happened to you, do you want your coworkers to be able to save you? What is your routine? When you work in a hospital, you don't call 911. You yeah. call a code. So outside yeah. of a hospital, there's many ways that people, and that's the one thing I go over with workplaces. How do you call an emergency? What happens when someone gets hurt? Where's your first aid kit? Where's your eyewash station? Where's the quickest exit? Where's the ambulance going to pick these people up? So we go through a lot of that as well, because that's important. And I mean, you want me to save your loved one. I want you to save me. So yeah. it's, it, it is mandatory, but it's also something you can carry to your personal life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and perfect timing because we are actually up to our second break of the night, if you can believe it. It goes so fast eh, when you get chatting and stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> when it's, especially for me with business, I mean, we can talk all night, but um, oh. I know. So we're up to, and sometimes we have, but uh, we're up to our second break we're going to take tonight. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Karen about what specifically is uh, change that we need to know about with COVID. And, and uh, we will actually tell you how to get a hold of her too, because a lot of the stuff she can do remotely across Ontario. So uh, stay tuned. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. Our special guest is Karen Cook from KC Training Plus tonight. And don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. 
we're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. And tonight we are talking to Karen Cook from KC Training Plus on Ministry of Labor and Healthcare Compliance Requirements for Small Business. And there's been some change, like all other parts of business in the last year, there has been changes due to COVID. And Karen, part of the, the well, part of the changes is how you administer the programs now, isn't it? Because yeah. of the, yeah. So my, what, usually in person. Yeah. So face to face. So we're not doing that and haven't been for over a year. So of course the Red Cross is compliant with, you know, the rest of the COVID issues. And we were shut down as well in March and we reopened in August and they were doing kind of a half and half. So half was face to face, half was online because at this point, how do you test the CPR? You know, the equipment, I have all the equipment. How do I get it to you? And what I give to you is supposed to be just for you to use and all of the COVID cleanliness, so that wasn't possible. So when that started back, we've been doing half and half. Now it seems like that may be coming to an end, but I hope not, because obviously we're in the third wave, so I hear, and who knows what's to hold ahead of us. And do we wanna go back to the way things were before that? From an operating room technician, I'm like, no, I like the sterile gloving, scrubbing, mask, gloves, gown, cap, goggles, you name it, I'd walk around in it. So, I, I like being clean and safe. I know where my hands have been, so I'm okay with that. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of changes going on and it's pretty scary. It's costing people money being closed. And I know that, you know, some businesses are getting a little bit of grant relief, as you had mentioned at the very beginning. And there is a little bit out there. Unfortunately, I am the only person in my company. So I don't qualify for, if you have two persons, the $10,000 grant they were just giving away, there's only me. So I don't have employees. Um, and of course, I don't fall in the category of a big corporation or employees, but you know, I've certainly lost that 80% business they're talking about. So finding other ways to supplement your income and doing that online, which of course is the Ministry of Labor Compliance. So 
I send out occupational health and safety workplace boards for businesses at, at a, a very good cost. And, it, and it's relatively inexpensive considering the $500,000 fine you could get. But with COVID today, there's even more that we need to know more. We need to learn more fines that are out there. And we certainly don't know where to look for that. And the two biggest um, helpers for that is your Ministry of Labor and your health units. For us in our area, it's the Southwest Public Health Unit. And going on their site, there is so much information. And maybe it's overwhelming. And I've actually been on the site. And I've, I've compiled some notes for myself. And I thought maybe if that's all right, we might take a look at the COVID changes that have come into the workplace Definitely. and maybe give you a little bit of um, some information moving forward. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Go ahead and, and share that with us. That's important stuff. Perfect. So I think that the first thing a lot of us kind of know at this point is your safety checklist. When you think of safety, the safety plan, think of when you leave your house. Okay, so I'm going to go to the grocery store. Please don't put the mask on when you're driving in the car. You're going to ruin the composition of the mask by breathing through it and getting air in it. You're going to wear it down. So I, I, I have to laugh when I see people wearing masks alone in their car. Take it down. Just lift it down. Okay, you're not going to get COVID from yourself or, or hopefully not your car. But, you know, if you're with something in the car, you might be shuttling somebody or something. You should absolutely wear the mask if you don't have a glass barrier, like maybe your cabs might have between you and your fare. So, yes, you want to keep your mask on and keep yourself safe. But when you get to your place you're going to, whether it's a bank, the store, uh, if you're wherever you're going, you know, put your mask on. When you get into the store, use the hand sanitizer follow the signs, okay? Leave your mask over your nose because people are unsure how to wear a mask. I don't wanna see your nose. I want that nose covered, okay? So we want your face covered. That's the first thing. And of course, uh, your hands are the first thing that's gonna get you dirty. Keep your hands washed. Best line of defense, wash your hands, wear gloves. When you take those gloves off, if they're gloves you throw away, throw them out, hand sanitize. If not, wash them. I wear gloves I can just wash. I have like 10 pair. I just rotate them. And that way I know I get home. I put them in the wash, sanitize my hands, and I'm ready to go. Walking into a business, you're, you're going to see a little bit of changes today. You're going to see a stop sign. And if you have any a stop sick sticker, sorry, I should say, it'll be right on the door going in. And if you have any symptoms, whether it's a cough, a cold, you've been out of the country, you've come in contact with somebody that might be uh, covid uh, re with COVID-related symptoms, uh, anything like that, you're supposed to stay at home and don't go in a store. I mean, somebody sneezes, farts, or coughs, and we all run. Okay, sometimes it happens. Okay, but we want you know we want you to be safe, and we want to be safe because we want our families to be safe, we want our employees to be safe, we want the employers to be safe, and we want our customers to be safe. So when you go in a business, please stop and read the signage on the doors. If you have those symptoms, please go home. I've just started learning how to order groceries online. I'm so excited about it because I'm doing a pretty good job. So when I do these questionnaires, they say, would you pay more? And I go, no, yeah, I would pay more because it's worth my health to stay at home and pay a buck more for something that I might not have got, but might've cost me five in gas. So I'm okay with staying home. So ensure that you're social distancing. When you go into a business, please follow the signs. The smaller the business, the less room you're going to have to maneuver in it. So make sure before you walk in, if there's only two allowed in the frontage of the store, please wait outside. 
Okay. And, and don't get too angry. We're all a little slower. We all kind of don't hear those muffled mask noises. We're all a little upset. It's getting into nicer weather. It's a little hot to wear it. Today I got to wear lipstick first time in a year because I'm not in a mask, but I am in a room with the door shut all by myself. So no one's going to get it. And I don't think my dogs can give it to me or I can give it to them. So I think we're pretty safe at home. So when you go into business, put your mask on before you go in, cover your nose, cover your mouth, walk, read the signage, go in if you're safe, use the hand sanitizer because you just touched the door, 500 people touched today just ahead of you. And it's the little things, touching a door, touching a light switch, touching a knob. Those are the things you want to be aware of, an elevator button. Those are the things that kind of might be missed in a clean, even in our house, the railing that you hold on to to go up and down the stairs. So there's things we didn't think of last year or 10 years ago we're thinking of today. But Ministry of Labor compliant wise, businesses have to have that signage up. You have to have a checklist for your workplace and you have to have something to put together for your employees and you have to have something for your customers. So when you're doing the checklist for your customers, make sure your signage is on the outer door. Make sure you have a one-way walk-through flow. They go in one door, they go out another door. You never want one coming out, one coming in. So you go in one way, you come out the other, you step here, you step there. Make sure you have your six feet in between each person. So your stickers that say stand here and don't be afraid to tell people. Nobody has to be a jerk, right? You can say, oh, sir, could you please stand on that circle? That's all you have to say. And they can look down and read it. They should be in English and French, both our languages here in Canada. So everybody should be able to understand the rules and don't be afraid to enforce them, right? People, most people are generally okay. As we know, you know, it's like the 80-20 rule. 80% are good, 20% aren't so good, but we can help them. And if someone's rude, be nice. And when they're really rude, be nicer, right? We don't want to get into a fight in the middle of our COVID. So wear your mask, wash your hands. Don't leave your house if you're sick. Follow the signs at your stores, your grocery stores, your banks, your automotive centers, wherever you're going. And if you've made an appointment, say in a hair salon, right? Oh my goodness, they're so safe. Go at that time, they walk you in, they take you to the chair. It's completely safe. Stay in your chair, right? They don't mix and match either. So it, every business is trying to do their best out there to get this going. But we want to make sure for Ministry of Labor rules that we're wearing masks and we're wearing the proper mask and we're wearing them the proper way and we're enforcing the Ministry of Labor and the government rules and regulations. So you want to make sure you're doing that. You want to eliminate and reduce contact with your customers, with things they're touching, with things you're touching. We want to have those glass barriers. If you're a business that has the glass barrier and you're behind it, it may not be required that you wear a face mask you would have to check with the policies of your company. So the owner would want to know that. And of course, you want to be able to, you know, if there's paperwork or there's payments, cash isn't really the desired thing today. So you might want to look at how you can be COVID friendly there, the touchless paying and things like that. So if people can sign work orders electronically or they can be COVID screened electronically, I know that the dental places are doing that. Before your appointment, they send you a link, you go on it, you fill it out, you go in, you wash your hands, you make sure your mask is on, you put your boot covers on, you read the signage, they say, is there anything, you say no, you walk in, they take a touchless 
thermometer to your head to get your temperature and you are checked for any temperature there. So then they allow you to go in because in their eyes, they've done their COVID screening. And that's the first thing that we need to do is the COVID screening. Once we have that, and if you've been anywhere, oh goodness, if you've been to a healthcare facility, you can probably read, you can probably figure out what they're saying. Poor women, poor girls that I see, they have so much to say, but they have to say it and they have to say it every time. So don't get mad at them when you've heard it 10 times in the last week. They are required by law to say this. And why do they know that? Because they've been on either the Southwest Public Health site in my area, or they've been on the Ministry of Labor, or they've had someone guide them to the way they need to be so that they know their compliance. So, I mean, that's the first part of it. And there have to be policies for safety, and there have to be policies for face shields, face masks, touching, wounds, washing hands. And this is just a little bit of the COVID compliance that's added to your Ministry of Labor compliance today. Wow, no shortage of things to know. Uh, that's the, the one thing about business I can guarantee people, if you're not learning something all the time, <laughs> you're not in your business because right. there's always stuff to be learning. And COVID is by far no exception to that. Um, we're up to our last break of the night. We're going to take our last break. And then when we come back, uh, we'll get Karen's contact information. And I want to ask Karen uh, what you think the new normal is going to be going forward. Like uh, historically, and, I, and I'm going to use taxes as an example, they were only meant to be temporary after the war ended. That, that hasn't happened. So if the COVID, and I don't think it's going to be temporary anytime soon, but uh, my, my question is, is COVID a, a new, should, is, should we just accept that this is going to be new and part of our Ministry of Labor requirements? So we're going to ask Karen that when we come back, we'll take our last break of the night. Uh, you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we're keeping you safe and compliant with Karen Cook from KC Training Plus. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, 
join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and tonight we've been with Karen Cook from KC Training Plus, helping us navigate through some of the, the, the many mysteries of Ministry of Compliance or Ministry of Labor and Compliance uh, with some of the health requirements, um, especially with things changing so fast. And COVID, obviously, all the new requirements that are less than a year old because COVID, you know, just officially became uh, a thing <laughs> a year ago. You know, maybe it existed before, but it really only became uh, something that everyone talks about daily. So what's, what do you think when uh, we talk about COVID and the requirements? Uh, I, I don't know from a health perspective if, and I know people think that the vaccine is the cure and the be all and end all. And there's others that think it, it's not going to do anything. But regardless of what it does or doesn't do, are we going to be going forward as a business and uh, implementing all the new COVID all these current COVID requirements, is that something you think that we're going to be seeing as a standard now? I wish I had a crystal ball and it would tell me the truth because I'd like to know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we all have an opinion on what we think might happen. Um, but I, I, I look at COVID as I did SARS and worked through that as a nurse. Um, and then I think of way back with chicken pox outbreak and mumps and measles and rubella and and smallpox and everything that we get immunized against today. And that's just grown as the years go by. So in our area or region of Canada that we live in, we have certain things that we are maybe more prone to. And this, this COVID vaccine, wow, is that fast coming to market? So me coming from healthcare, my, my, I caution. And I, I wanna wait and I wanna see what's going on with these vaccines. I mean, I think, what I heard last was one of them was bad with blood clots or causing blood clots. And now depending on your health, and if you're a person who has a doctor and goes to the doctor regularly, you might know a little bit about your health, but some people don't, and, and you don't know how something's going to act. And I just think, you know, I'm going to wait and see if what big side effects come out of this. Unfortunately, this is a huge human trial for these new drugs because we found out about COVID, I think the day Kobe Bryant and his daughter passed and those individuals in the plane, it was on the paper, it just wasn't a big deal. And by this time, Asia had had the outbreak since September that we know of. So this had been going on a bit with this last lockdown, I, it kind of makes me go, hmm, what's coming? What's going on? Is there something we don't know? Are we supposed to be in our house because we're safer because something's happening? I know I, I heard we've entered the third wave, I figured the third wave would be here about July. So it's a little early than what I anticipated last year. It was off on that one. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing for this to be our norm moving forward. I don't think there's anything wrong with not shaking hands. I don't think there's anything wrong with not washing your hands and sterilizing them. I bought gloves to wear out, pump my gas, pick up my groceries, push the cart. I sanitize the cart. If they don't have it, I use my own. And going forward, and I see they're not doing it like they used to. It's there for us to use, and I use it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, I'm a walking dead person. I'm sorry, I'll be quick. But I, when that first started, I said to you, Kathy, did I not? 
Ah, the rising of the dead's not going to happen. But this is going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Here we are 11 years later in the middle of COVID. I, yeah. Something's always going to come. And I've heard there's another one coming from elsewhere. I didn't look it up. I don't know. But there's always going to be something else. And I think we need to be prepared. And the best way to be prepared is to keep yourself safe. And that is with your hands. Wash them, cover them up, sneeze into the sleeve, be as clean as you can be. And I don't think there's anything wrong with this. The masks, whether they go away or not, I don't know. People are getting vaccinated, yet we're in a lockdown again. So something's not working. So, so I mean, and, and as far as businesses, you have to follow what the Ministry of Labor and the, the health units are saying. Uh, we just have a couple minutes left. So I want to get your contact information out there for people. If you if, if you need to talk to Karen or you need maybe some guidance, uh, Karen, how will they get a hold of you? Well, I can be reached by phone or text at 519-857-2588. I can, I can receive emails at karencook at kctrainingplus.ca or all of the contact information to get a hold of me is on my website at www.kctrainingplus.ca. .ca. And if you type in .com, I've got that too. It'll just reroute you. Perfect. Perfect. So for anyone out there in business um, that needs, or if you're not even in business and you just have a health question or you need first aid training, you don't have to be in business for that. But uh, uh, give Karen a call or reach out to her so she can help you and guide you through it. Um, we are all in this together. We just have to each have our own training. So uh, Karen, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to continue to uh, have a spotlight on the small business and small business owners. And tonight we did a little bit of both because we have a small business owner and we have uh, who, who does a lot of stuff to keep the small businesses safe and, and in business, frankly, and keep the money in their pockets to help themselves continue to grow. Um, so we're going to continue to highlight them. And I'll also be talking about other financial uh, concepts. Uh, like I mentioned, if you have a question, if you want me to cover a topic or you think that maybe you're an expert that I should have on that we don't have on, um, why don't we have a conversation and we'll look at that. And if you're one of the experts that needs to have uh, your own show, then we can have a conversation about that. And I can put you in touch with our uh, network uh owner extraordinaire Christine and I know she's listening and she doesn't mind me uh, giving her name out and her number out loosely so join us again on financially speaking where we will continue to tackle financial topics and we'll see you again right here same time every Monday night and then in podcasts and TV after thank you for choosing to listen to financially speaking radio show Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 3 p.m. Central 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.